I'm coming to get you. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. And I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Yippee I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of the hosts, Charlie. The other host on the other screen across from me is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Hello, people. I am Nate. He is Nate. I have been instructed to say hello to you. This is my way of saying hello. I am Nate. It's the only time you listen to me. Mm hmm. That's okay. I'm not mad doing? at you. I'm not I'm, I'm not mad at you anymore. Uh, you know, you can't stay mad at this face. I can't stay mad at your face. I, I can't stay mad whenever you get us pretty good uh uh you know, interviews and all uh, kinds of fun stuff, you know. Even if it's last minute. Last minute interviews. I got more people messaging me. We got some stuff in the works, it seems. Oh my gosh, man. And you know, you uh you you begged and begged and begged and I got you a seat over on the uh Action Elite stream coming up soon. So. Yeah, you did. It's gonna be on the <laughs> Action Elite and then you told me I gotta watch the new Hellboy movie. Am I allowed to air that? Sure. Okay, well apparently we're doing the new Hellboy and Hellboy One and Hellboy Two. Somehow yeah. I got roped into three films, you asshole. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't plan that or anything. Or did I? <laughs> you make you me went, work, I make you work. You went, oh, we just covered Dog Soldiers, and Neil Marshall directed it. We should make Nate watch that Neil Marshall movie, Hellboy. Let's do that. Never even dawned on it. Wasn't my, wasn't it. my, wasn't my <laughs> idea. <laughs> I feel like you have a hand in this. I just relayed the request to be on the show. And Owen's like, yeah, sure. If Let's you, just bring him on the one we're doing three movies. Yeah, and if I'm you want to hear there. me bemoan about one third <laughs> of what we're covering, go for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. And even if we change what movie, I'm not going to tell you. So you still got to watch all three of them. <laughs> Owen would be like, I changed our, I changed our mind. I'm like, well, this is already in the can, so yeah, Nate's still got to so watch them. <laughs> looks like we're covering Hellboy at some point. <laughs> yeah. I never said that wasn't on the table, yeah, my friend. Exactly. Not against it. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, so that that's that's what's going on. Again, I feel like we've told everyone what's going on in our lives and uh what's going on with the show because this is uh we're on schedule today, but it was just God, it was just rapid fire. It has rapid been rapid fire. And it's before we know it, Rob Khan's gonna be here. Ah, oh, dude, that is we're gonna that be is exhausted just doing nonstop, I guess, networking and saying hi to everyone, make sure everyone's having a good time and Yeah, mister, I don't like social point. interaction, but I gotta go see people and yeah, talk I gotta to people. talk to people. <laughs> put, me, put me on a live stream where I have to talk have to and talk like, to people. <laughs> thousand people will watch, you know, it's all eyes on you, Nate. It's all on you. Jeez. 
but so there's gonna be a Nate, Nate there's content. Gonna, there's gonna be a pair of eyes not on you though, and those will belong to Rudger Hauer in Blind Fury that we're covering tonight. Hell like that yes. segue. That was a clever segue on my part, I feel. That was a good one. I'm, I'm glad we chose this movie. <laughs> I needed this movie yeah. the other night. <laughs> this is I, a movie I needed in my life right now. Yes. I I had seen this probably when it like was, you know, video rental, just no idea what it was. And I have I haven't watched it since. We're probably looking at twenty five plus years going on thirty. Oh, easily. I know uh, I remember seeing this in elementary school only because I, I felt like every kid over the weekend had watched it on one of the daytime channels that it played on. Cause I remember mm. me and all my like buddies talking about, did you watch that movie with the blind swordsman? Yeah. And just going crazy about it. Like, and I just remember them showing this movie. I felt like on Fox all the time, like on Could just regular been. television, you know? Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen it in forever. And when we were uh, like pitching ideas for August, it was like, well, we haven't done a record Howard movie yet. And like, I haven't seen no. Blind Fury in forever, so let's let's give it a whirl. Like, let's you, see what it's all about. Yeah, you threw that one out, and it was, I was kind of shocked that you went like Blind Fury because you know me, I'd be like, you know, Split Second, you know, the um, oh, the one where he does like the sports in the wasteland. I can't remember the name. They were like uh, Juggers or something. I but don't even um, know. yeah, it was a. Uh, I think it was one of like like those Italian action movie type things. But no, you went Blind Fury, and I'm like, shit, when was the last time I watched it? And I was like, I can't even remember when I watched it, how old I was or anything. I just know I've seen it. I just know I was really young. And then, like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, man, I thought this movie took place in, like, the mountains the whole time. And I'm like, when do we get to the mountains? And then when we finally actually do, it's like, oh, it's a ski resort. Yeah. So it's it, really it's, just the final like scene of the movies. All I remember of it. Very James Bond esque ending to that. <laughs> um, before we get too far ahead, though, let's do our customary. Let's play the trailer for Blind Fury, and then we'll come right back. Nick Parker is quick as a snake. Strong as a bull. Not to mention blind as a bat. Nice doggy. What's your problem? You blind? Yeah. Holy sh. He came for a friendly visit. Blind man. But his timing was a little off. A young boy wants his guidance. Did you ever cry? The strong man is never afraid to cry. They've got him, don't they? Where's my son? He's here. He's fine. And the boy's father needs his help. Now, if you want to keep him that way... Unreasonable men make life so difficult. Shoot! The blind Zorro. If you can't handle it, get me somebody that can. Bruce Lee is dead. He's get his brother. Rutger Hauer. I also do circumcision. 
blind fury. Yeah. Nice. That is yeah. just pure 80s all the way. Oh, God, dude. I, and I did not realize just how 80s this movie was. Oh, God, Until man. last night. So before we read the back of the VHS synopsis, I, I need to say something. And so in watching this, I, I, I went when Nate recommended it, I was like, I don't have it on DVD, obviously. I haven't seen it in forever. I ordered the Blu-ray and it came with the cover that I love these like the fake VHS cover that looks like the VHS is getting pulled out of it. And it has a very comical cover to it. And I'm like, oh, that, that perfectly personifies this movie on this cover from, I don't even know who put this out, Mill, Mill Creek. So I take it out and I see the original cover of this and immediately go, I remember this cover more. It was yellow Rutger Hauer with a very serious, probably not even from this movie, a ninja on the very forefront of it. Look at that ninja. It. It's a ninja that's not in the movie. No, there are zero ninjas in this movie. And I remembered going, that's what I remember about this movie. It is nothing like the cover. <laughs> that they showed when you watch this movie you're not expecting a comedy and that's what this movie is is an action comedy and i'm going that explains so much of why not a lot of people probably talk about it there's not you know there's some good reviews but people that didn't like it probably went well this is an action well, this is like a kid's very tongue-in-cheek yeah very does not take itself too seriously whatsoever i mean we have two henchmen tector and lyle all oh. that steal the show yep i have stuff to say about uh one of those oh, guys my god and then we get tex Cobb as like this ultimate um tank you know yeah. just a giant slag. bad dude yeah, yeah his slag. Well, let me read. I, I instead of reading the back of the DVD, which I have in my hand, I went, "Nah, give me the old that yellow VHS cover," and I found the back of it. So, you ready nice. for our? Let's do it. Back of the tape synopsis. Here we go. Rudger Hauer stars as blind Vietnam vet Nick Parker, who, with the calm of a Zen master and the precision of a sharpshooter takes on a gang of ruthless mafia killers in this action-packed odyssey from the director of Dead Calm. Armed with a razor-sharp sword and a cutting wit, Parker is one blind man who doesn't bluff when the going gets tough. Caught in the crossfire of a gangland vendetta against, the, against his best friend, Terrence O'Quinn from The Stepfather, Parker and his buddy's young son are pursued across the country by a barbaric band of homicidal thugs led by hulking ex-boxer Randall Tex Cobb from Raising Arizona. Using superhuman senses and a hidden samurai sword, Parker slices his way through a slam-bang adventure and a drop-dead finale that's every bit as funny as it is ferocious. Yeah. Yeah. That that's sums the it back. Up. <laughs> and I totally forgot about the very, the, the fifth word to the end, funny. 
And I think no one got that far in that synopsis <laughs> that had a problem with this movie. Not saying that people had a problem with it, but I was like, I could see because it didn't do well when this came out. It didn't, but there's no difference between this and like an Arnold movie with all of its uh, one-liners. I, no, I, I, I think the one-liners just happened to add comedy. This one was like, it. This is kind of like Last Action Hero, if you think about it. Where no, they I mean, really it definitely is. And it's all and because Ruckert Hauer is so charismatic in this movie. Oh, my. I, that he man is, is so much fun. What was up with his hair at the beginning of that, though? Oh, I my just... <laughs> God. You mean to tell me he is actually the real Slim Shady? Oh, my God. That bleach blonde hair. <laughs> I, I just... He was in Vietnam with bleach blonde hair, man. That's just, I was, I he eventually slapped. becomes like has a ponytail. <laughs> oh God, no! Um, like I said, man, it's with everything going on in life in the world, I think everyone just needs to stop and go put in Blind Fury. It's on Tubi right now too, yeah, so that's how screw I it. it doesn't it. even cost it doesn't even cost you anything. One of my favorite parts of starting it on Tubi was I instantly got you know the first commercial. Yeah. And it was just a commercial for pubic hair. Don't know why, <laughs> but I was dying. It had an animated pubic hair like sing along and everything. And I went, I don't know what you're trying to sell me, Mr. Pubic Hair, but <laughs> this is a I real got, commercial. I got to go turn on Tubi real quick. See yeah. if I get that commercial. <laughs> is there some kind of algorithm it follows, Nate? Does it know no your clue. search history? I'm always Googling pu- pubic hair. We know this. <laughs> oh, Styles. Man trends you know it's what i do well you know it was razor sharp with that sword so maybe that's where (laughs) we're going i would have expected like a perfect product placement for manscape you know that's your freebie manscape i'm not doing another one so that's all you get this time (laughs) Uh, this movie came out in 1989 uh, hell of a year we already did roadhouse tango and cash lethal weapon 2 yeah but we haven't done Lethal Weapon 2. We haven't done Tango we have and not. Cash. Those came out, but... Well, I'm just saying, these are movies that have... There what is, a time. What a way there to is, end the 80s. There is one movie in 1989 that decimated all. What come movie on. is that? Come on. It's ni- 1989. What? I know you weren't alive. Or you were one. I was were you one. one. Thank you very okay. much. One year old... I can think of is Roadhouse. It's like the best movie ever. <laughs> go listen to our roadhouse commercial not commercial episode go listen to our roadhouse ah you nut um <laughs> the batman or batman however batmania batmania in i thought that was 88 i guess no 1989 tim burton's batman yeah that why did some movies not do so well batman, batman. <laughs> is that batman I take over the box office. I didn't want to go be a blind samurai. I wanted to be Batman, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This was a movie that was never meant to succeed in theaters. No, but it should have. This movie was meant for you found it on TV and went, that was incredible. How have I never heard of this before? That's what this movie was. I follow an account on Instagram that uh, their whole premise of the stuff they do is movies that either could have or probably should have been made by canon. I think this movie fits that 
perfectly. I legit thought it was canon. So when <laughs> yeah. TriStar Pictures came up, I went, oh, that's like a real studio. <laughs> yeah. No, it, like I, I got done watching this going, this could have been a canon movie straight and up, like, man. This movie was made for $10 million and it only grossed $2.6 million worldwide. So it did yeah. not do good at all. <laughs> that's what I mean, man. I don't think... I, I don't think they uh, that people knew what they were in for. This would have been, like, you can't make a movie like this anymore. Like, you just can't make something so zany, so bizarre. Says who? Have you, ever, have you not watched Kung Fury? Have you not watched uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist? But those you know? are, like, straight-up comedies, you know? I do want to do Kung Pao Enter the Fist for April Fool's next year. As long as I get to do Kung Fu Hustle, I don't care what I'm totally down. Um, <laughs> Which is getting a sequel, by the way. So good. We need more <laughs> Stephen Chow movies. We really do, man. We really do. But uh, no, this one. I don't know, man. This I think it's just hit me right. I it had to have not struck me very good as a kid. Like I, I guess I just didn't get it when I was younger, so I never revisited it. Oh, and I. This was the movie that introduced me to sword canes. Uh, I see, never I knew a sword cane exist until this movie. and went, that's the coolest thing ever. I watched Highlander, man. Every, there was a sword everywhere in Highlander. There was, you know? but they weren't dressed to be a cane to help you walk around because you're blind. I'm sure so. I, I bet if I rewatch the entire television <laughs> series, there There's are cane swords yeah, in that. Non-stop. There's no way. And I think like, I don't know. I'm trying to go off memory, but you know, the, the, not the Avengers, my kids know, but the British Avengers, I think one of them had a cane sword or something like that. Maybe, but I remember when that movie came out back in like 98 and going, wait a minute, that's not the Avengers I know and did (laughs) not pay attention to it whatsoever. I had watched the, the show from the sixties before that came out. So I I didn't even know that was a thing. Cause like I was 10 years old. (laughs) Were you born yet? I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I was born, but did I live yet? Uh, you just weren't alive, Nate. All right. So question for you then. Ask away. Because you watched the Blu-ray. The mm. movie starts out. He's obviously a prisoner of war. He lost his vision yeah. in the war. And then a tiny little Vietnamese tribe <laughs> takes him in. That one dude's so tiny. (laughs) Very tiny with the sword. (laughs) He becomes a master swordsman, learns to use his, you know, his other senses now that his vision's gone. Yeah. And then we cut 20 years later into the present day. The whole movie, everyone is bullying the blind man, which I don't understand. Everyone's a total dick to him. That's the joke. I know. It's just like a terrible joke. (laughs) It's 1989. That's the joke. It's not good for us. (laughs) But we have a diner scene where this like group of people are messing with him and he's eating his fajita. And one guy comes up to him and goes, oh, man, you got to make sure you have your hot sauce, like your salsa with that. Do you want hot or mild? Rucker Howard goes, I want my mild. And then, of course, they dump diablo sauce all on it he takes one bite of it and then goes you know it could be a little hotter clearly messing with them yeah he ends up getting in an altercation with them and like accidentally beats them all up he mr magoo's his way through the fight on purpose yeah did yours do a really weird cut 
after the fight because he's protecting a woman in the diner scene. Yeah. And then you get no resolution of him talking to her whatsoever. Yeah, there's nothing. Okay, and, I wasn't sure and, if maybe that was a Tubi thing, so that but, was really jarring. You could tell, clear as day, there was a scene cut. There, That happens a lot in this movie. Yeah, because this movie runs only at like an hour and a half. It's super quick. Oh, it's so fast-paced. But that was like probably the most blatant scene getting cut I think I've ever seen while watching a movie. There's one more that I think's worse in this movie. Oh, I, maybe I didn't catch that one. Well, do tell because it. Well, it's at the end. Do you want me to tell you the end of it now, or what? Nah, we'll get to get, it later. We'll get to it. Well, we're not going to walk through the movie, but you know, you kind of fussed at me that I jumped right to a kill scene on the Broken Arrow episode. <laughs> You're like, we're really just going to talk about how we long dying, and we're only 15 minutes in. Yep. Like, yeah. So I'll wait till the end to go over that one. I mean, we can instantly start talking about how hands just start getting cut off nonstop. I love that, but there's there's important things to talk about that I got to bring up in this. So, the, obviously, I think originally when I watched this movie as a kid, what they did went either over my head or because of our technology with televisions and VCRs, it didn't come off like the the filmmakers wanted. But watch, and I don't know if this was on Blu-ray, so I get or on Tubi, so I guess this is a question for you: Was all of the background sounds elevated on Tubi? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, I got to give Tubi credit. Whatever rip they had looked phenomenal and sounded great. So what, what what I mean by background sounds, though, is did it sound like what we would be hearing the same as Rudger Hauer, where they turned up little things like footsteps? Oh, or... yeah. You no, know, like it was, but it wasn't to the extent of, let's say, like the quiet place. Like no. I felt like they were trying to, but it wasn't. I felt like it could have been done better. Like when this, they would have rice being tossed, and it yeah. was clearly like the audio was focusing in on the little on, rice pellets. on the rice. Yeah, well, um, it, or him like walking through mud and stuff like that. Yeah, so I I keyed in it on that right around the the rice because he's he is looking around. I say looking around. He's moving his head around. He's not really. Well, he's blind just trying to gauge like, all right, yeah. what's all going on. So that's when I started picking up. And as I was watching the movie, I was realizing all of the ambient sounds that we normally tune out are elevated in this movie. Yeah, Even to the point I where I noticed it when less the movie was pointed out. Uh, there was a point where Jackie had said something towards the end where, oh, it was the sword fight with the assassin. And she's like, oh, my God, why is the. Whoosh, Whoosh, whoosh. she's like why is it so prominent i went we're hearing what rudger hauer is hearing he's blind so all he knows is sound so they're trying to put us in that world without you know turning the lights off and we can't see anything and she goes okay that actually makes a lot more sense i said if you pay attention everything around like you know the roulette wheel all these little things and even subtlety things around are elevated when he's doing something. And I was like, I like that in 1989, they were thinking ahead like that going, it'd be cool if we just make the audience kind of feel like they're experiencing what Rudger It's definitely here. something that you would not expect them to do in 1989 where the rest of the no. movie is making fun of the blind man. <laughs> Which is still, I mean, it's not, not funny to do in real life, but it's, it's hilarious. Funny, but like, 
the only reason it was funny is that the whole time he was very aware of it oh, and yeah. played it to where he, they thought they were taking advantage of him. He's like, nah, like I'm smarter than you. I'm mm-hmm. always one step ahead of you. He like, spills the coffee or the tea on the one guy. Yes, and exactly. Like, <laughs> like he spill he instantly spills tea all over slag and then yep. like tries to play it off of like, oh, I'm just a goofy, slippery blind guy. Sorry. <laughs> and he I, when it, when he does that, it's almost like he literally is going, Look how goofy and zany yep. I am. <laughs> I'm eccentric. But you and, get, but then you get those scenes like with the kid. What would a kid do that age? He'd walk up to the blind guy, going, "Hey, Mister Blind Man, good to meet you." While flipping him the bird, and then Rutger Hauer grabs the bird and yeah. grabs his hand, and the kid is like terrified. Oh! <laughs> like the kid's constantly a dick to him. You know, I don't advocate child murder on the show, <laughs> but except for Bob. I was about to say, unless your name is Bob or Billy. <laughs> But yeah, this Billy was awful in this movie. Uh, but again, I like what they did because normally, and as much as I hate to rag on child actors, they're they're young. They don't have the acting chops. They can get very very annoying, even if they're not trying. That was this kid's job no, was to it, it aggravate was. the shit out and of like, Rudger Hauer. I didn't I realize think, yeah. this movie was a buddy cop road trip movie. <laughs> Do not I remember w- that at all. I didn't either, man. When so this the started, fact that we have oh my god, him and this kid going on this road trip. They stop at one point and they just get covered in mud. <laughs> I mean, just covered in mud because that was the muddiest falls of mud. down, <laughs> and then the kid starts laughing at him, and then the kid slips and eats shit, and his face goes straight <laughs> into the mud, and then. They have this little laughing moment of like, haha, we both fell. And the kid's like, oh, don't worry, I got you candy, and gives him a piece of a, a rock. And Rucker starts yeah. chewing on it, acts like he swallows it, and then spits it out and hits the kid in the face. He's Part always of- one step ahead of everyone that's trying to make fun of him for being blind. But here's what drove me insane. If I'm on a bus that's going halfway across the country and I see these two little assholes that just got done playing in the mud get back on the bus, I'm pissed. Those guys are going to smell for the remaining 18 hours while I'm trying to get to not Las Vegas, Reno, Vegas. You're going to Reno. Reno. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, they were clean when they got off the bus. Yes, they were. In the same clothes. It's not like they did a wardrobe change. I am telling you, they were covered in the same amount of mud as Arnold trying to escape the Predator. Predator wouldn't have saw him at all. Would not have at all. So we're to that point. I'm only going to back us up so far as to be one of the things that made me so mad in this movie was I, I get the reveal of the mom and it's meg foster and every kid teenager of the 80s and 90s should know meg foster just because of her eyes i mean those things are when they say electric blue that's meg foster's eyes was she uh, she she was one that texas about yes okay Uh, she was evil lynn in the masters of the universe movie uh she was in leviathan she was the corporate uh bitch that she was in they live 
she was in they live she has a bit part and i'm sitting there going man i was really happy to start seeing you know, meg foster show up as the mom and they kill her well, like, that's the thing you do in 80s movies. You always have to kill one of the parents. Remember Delta Force 2? I do remember Delta Force 2. They just instantly lay, like gunned down one of the family members' like wife. That's just yeah. like fridging before fridging, I'm guessing. And the kid. They, they, did. they gunned down a lot of family members in Delta Force 2. Yeah, that's... I can't wait for Delta Force 3 where we figure out how many family members get killed in that. That's our next anniversary we got to figure Yeah, I know. I'm pretty so. excited. Or I'm just going to redo Delta Force 2 and, you know, just, I'm just going to do it. Uh, but no, I, I, I was actually just kind of disappointed because I guess I didn't really like the female character we got thrown in later, the girlfriend of uh, played the by ex-husband. Lisa, and she's, uh, she, she, Blount? I don't know how to yeah. pronounce that name at all. She's in she, John she's Carpenter's a, Prince of Darkness. That's the only yeah. thing I know her from. She's a fine actress, and I mean, she did well, but she was my, you know, Meg Foster replacement in this movie, and I was not for it. I was she like, Flip has the roles. a total Flip the uh, roles. <laughs> Velma from Scooby Doo. Oh my god! Because she loses her glasses, Rucker steps on them and goes, "Oh, found them!" And then they have to drive away from my two favorite henchmen ever. And she goes, "I yeah. can't see my glasses. I'm blind." And he went, "Don't worry. So am I." And then he drives. For some reason, there were two people with well-seen eyes that decide they should just let the total blind guy drive yeah but that made that funnier it may sound like i'm ragging on this movie i love every single second of that i (laughs) i think it's fun to point out the absurdity which is what the movie had was a, a lot of absurdity but it was funny it was slapstick it was comedy it's you know it's like what would happen if a blind guy drove exactly what we're getting ready exactly what we get yeah even with uh, Meg getting killed out right out the gate, it leads to our first action set piece of yeah. the Obi-Wan cutting off the guy's arm in the cantina. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we get to see how incredible Nick Parker is at his swordsmanship by cutting that dude's arm off. He slices and dices the other guy like four times and then stabs yeah. him. And by all means, he almost kills Slag right out the gate. He cuts, he cuts the, the guy's the cigar like bifurcated, not cut you know the normal way. It like split it down the middle like a hot dog. Yeah, and like he wasn't going for the kill. I think there only because he did not no. know um, the consequences, the actions of what these people actually wanted. He cut the cop's arm off because a gun was pulled on him and he was going to yep. shoot him. So that was a reactive. And then Cut the other guy, that. same thing was going to shoot him. Same thing was going on. And he doesn't I, know which guy actually killed the mom out of the three. And this action sequence kind of sets the stage to what you're going to expect in this movie. This is not a gory movie. There's a decent no. body count. If anything, and, if I were to complain about something with this movie, I'm not even going to complain about it not being bloody. That did not bother no. me one bit. This easily could have been a a children's movie about a blind samurai saving a kid. You know, I think I it kept reminding me of movies like The Wizard, you know, with Fred Savage and, uh, you know, movies like The Three Ninjas and stuff like that, where it was just this fun. They're it's, making jokes um, uh, over perfect, the top like, introduction. You know, 
uh, kung fu esque movies for kids. Yeah. Like what Three Ninjas was. I remember going to see that in theaters. Like that's but what I, that I movie even... was meant for. Was like oh you like what Karate Kid was. Yeah. But I mean, I was even getting like things like vibes from over the top, you know, the father and son on like a road trip kind of thing, trying to develop a a relationship. And this one is happening just because it has to so that they can both survive, you know, and find his dad. And I just I was like, man, this just it works if this had just been a PG-13 movie. And I think I would have loved it the same. Honestly, the only thing that doesn't let this be a PG-13 movie is the language that's yeah. that's really it the the gore is not even gore and the violence is so looney tunes at points in this that you're just like this could have easily been pg-13 but i'm not mad at all it's no more violent than last action hero you know exactly there's a, there's a good body count in last action hero but this one it, it just it hit on a different level i'm like i can't wait to let anthony watch this it was he was going to bed. He was tired. So we didn't start this till like 10. And I was like, yeah, go. I was like, I don't even really want to stay up, but I'm going to watch the movie. And I'm just sitting there going, this is a perfect introduce your kid to an action movie movie. If you can let, if you can let by an F bomb here and there, and then, you know, the two lunkheads really sell it in one scene of this movie. Um, even uh, our buddy Pete had to text that over to us. And I thought something was wrong when he texted. <laughs> I feel like there's one thing we get to reveal. Let's reveal. In the group chat that we have for the podcast, Pete had sent over Blind Fury and went, hey, I've never heard of this title before, but I feel like Charlie would have. And then I responded, funny enough, we're actually covering that movie this week. Yeah. Pete wasn't able to attend this uh, tonight because he has um, charity that he has to do tonight yep, with the uh, still... Nacho Street Band. They're performing tonight, Band. so you know they do great work for uh, Nationwide Chil- Hospital for Children. Uh, yeah, Nationwide Children's Hospital. Yep. So Pete was like, oh, "I'll just listen to the episode." Well, then, like the next day, he's like, oh, "I'm going to watch it." And as he's watching it, he is just loving it just as much yes. as we are. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's, he's texting he's, his lines. Yes. So upset that he could not be a part of this episode. I would have delayed recording, but we just couldn't this week. It was just, in we order have, to make we, this we one happen, we had to do it tonight yeah. without him, unfortunately. It's, it's too freaking hard to get us back on schedule. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. He just couldn't be done. But no, I, I, was, I was actually a little disappointed because as he's watching it, I'm realizing that He's never been, he's always said to, said to us, he's not huge on action movies. And we are doing an action movie with Pete coming up that he's, he brought to the table. Hopefully we'll do two with him in September. Very possibly two, but I know at least one because it was his idea and I was a hundred percent behind it. Um, but he's watching this and he's even telling us that this is a remake, which I didn't even realize. No clue. That, <laughs> but it's not a I'm remake gonna... of like. The first film in the series, it's a remake no. of the 17th film in a series. Yes. I'm probably going to mispronounce this. I wasn't even going to try, but you go ahead, Nate. The Zatochi uh, no. film series. Zatochi, Zatochi, something like that. Yeah. The I blind, didn't know that there's blind a samurai. whole yeah, yeah. movie franchise from the old time, like the 60s, about a blind samurai. I want to see a few of them. I want to see the 17th film now. Yeah, Pete said there's like a ton 
of these. It's like it would be oh. an insurmountable. There's a thing ton. To try and get through all. There's of a them. like a hundred episode TV show. There yeah. has been a remake that came out in like 2010, 2012, mm-hmm. and it's had multiple sequels following that. So this is just a totally different, like just not being aware of it being in the culture. That's it. Right. It's and- clearly impactful in Japan, but this must have been something that I did look it up. It has a Criterion release on Blu-ray. Yeah. But it's never made its way to uh mainstream mainstream streaming, I guess you could say. Probably. Yeah. It's yeah, the I mean, best way to put it. Like yeah. this isn't something that I've ever came across while scrolling Netflix or HBO and be like, oh, what's this? Yeah, oh, it's about this- Blind Samurai. Of course I'm gonna watch that. This was and it, all this was new to me, but I did I did keep digging because I was like, is this one of those where they just kind of ripped off a story? No, this was actually meant to be an like yeah. a remake homage, and they credit the screenwriter of the original series in the credits. And but if you don't know any of that previous stuff, you don't know. Us Americans are dumb. We don't know where things Very come from. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, we're we're America, America. We're well, we did it first. Yeah, exactly. Blind Fury was first. We invented ninjas, damn it. We even put them on the cover of movies that don't even have ninjas in it. You know, that's that's what we do, man. It is amazing <laughs> that they didn't have uh, Showa Kazugi in a ninja outfit, though. See, I'm wondering if maybe they tried that, but it didn't work. Like, it was for a movie that's out there. Even that, I think I like they what they did been instead. Like, why would the ninja be in broad daylight fighting? And then everyone went, all right, scrap the outfit. In, in Vegas, <laughs> or not in Vegas, they were at the, uh, they were at a ski <laughs> resort. Reno, and then they're they go Reno. to a ski resort. A I ski love resort. that the villains in this movie are not Las Vegas evil. They're Reno, they're Reno evil. evil. Look, like, I didn't even bother to learn or write down the names. There are so many bad guys in this and they're movie. they're bad to be bad because they're selling drugs. They have the little boy's dad to make them the drugs. All it's I've like learned from movies is don't turn into a scientist because then you get kidnapped to do bad things with your scientist brain. And all drugs are like some kind of blue or green or red crystal. Yeah, I don't even know what drugs they were selling. <laughs> All I know is from what I learned in Breaking Bad, and blue means meth. I don't. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I was like, maybe it's supposed to be meth, but also like, these guys are not big time criminals because they're in Reno. There, and from what I understand, he was forcing someone to make the drugs so he could sell to get himself out of yeah, trouble. Like, like the main bad guy, <laughs> I think. He I is in debt no to clue. someone. I don't know who he's in debt to, but he no. needs Mr. Scientist to make his drugs so he can then sell them. I, I, I don't know, man. That's why and I was like, you know, I'm not even going to write kill, their name down. Is to kill him. That way they get a better Mr. Scientist, who I yeah. think gets introduced into the movie at the end, who tells I, them no, and then he has a killer mullet. And he gets on elevator never to be seen no, again. That was the buyer of the drugs. That I did catch what? that. <laughs> that was they were they I were trying that was to mullet make scientists. No, they were trying to make the deal. And that guy looked so freaking familiar, and I didn't look up who he was. Oh, he was um, probably like in a Magnum PI like crossover. 
I he kind of looked like one of the henchmen from Darkman. I don't know, but you know, it's so let's talk about this. If I ever do like if I ever bring back the henchman of the month thing or some kind of henchman like uh showcase, this movie's gonna take a year to get through. Yeah, because every henchman is phenomenal in this movie. You got the southern fried henchmen that all take L's in the cornfield. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's stop right there. We have Slag survives. Slag he is survives. Following the bus. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any men, I'm guessing when they're in Kansas, he just hires the local rednecks that he that finds. Was, that was my thought. One of them is named Popcorn because he is eating popcorn. <laughs> the big long bag you got from the fair that, you know, it's like the big Pringles can of popcorn. And they go, hey, popcorn, yeah, and he's eating popcorn as they're hunting Rutger Hauer. Which tells me they didn't have a name for this guy. He showed up to set with popcorn, and they just rolled with it. I I think everyone that's a henchman just went, they went Kansas rural, and they all just fell in the mud that Rutger Hauer was already in and rubbed their faces and then took black magic marker and colored out some teeth. And they're like, where'd they go? We got <laughs> to get, I'm from Virginia. I'm allowed to make this type of voice. No one else is. That's all there is to it. No hate emails to me for this. Cornfield scene. Once again, he kind of Mr. Magoo's them. <laughs> Well, he makes one shoot the other, which yeah, I thought was funny amazing. as hell. Absolutely That's how- incredible. But these guys are so out of place. They're all in the back of a pickup truck like they're about to go to the local high school Friday night football game. All right, now you're getting real close to my people, <laughs> Nate. You better watch your mouth. Watch what you say next, Nate, because you're in dangerous territory. I have family down <laughs> south. I know how this all works. I, I don't know what you're questioning, Nate, because that is normal transportation. <laughs> all we were missing was coon dogs, man. That's all we were missing. If these big-time criminals from Reno... This is who they are hiring. I almost spit my drink out of that. So your emphasis on Reno is hilarious. <laughs> you picked up on that better than I did. I kept calling it Vegas. I was just like, oh, they're well, in Vegas. I Don't kept calling it Vegas at first till I realized, like, wait a minute, that's that's Reno. It's <laughs> <laughs> Vegas light. But that whole cornfield scene is incredible because he is just taking these guys out left and right. Yeah. Slag does the only thing I've ever seen any human being do with a shotgun. Get on top of a roof and play sniper. (laughs) High ground, man. Haven't you learned anything? Slag went for the high ground. That is until Nick Parker takes out the only support beam carrying the entire shed that he is standing on and has it all come crashing down. And then once again, now he's face to face with him, does a little slice and dice, cuts him in the chest and cuts him across the face. Yeah, but doesn't kill him. I've killed him. Only he is not because Slag is wearing a hoodie. <laughs> extra <laughs> layer, an extra yeah. <laughs> layer of clothing, and he survives. I Okay, real quick. We, we've been on Slag. I love Slag as the, 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 the actor. And randall tex cobb was uh an ex-boxer and he is when you picture 80s bad guy 
you picture Tex Cobb. He is the it's, perfect 80s bad guy. He has this look. Now, my only thing with him is I have seen a movie that he was in. It is my favorite scene in the movie. He is my favorite character aside from uh, Reb Brown. But he was in an uncommon valor. And there is a scene where he jumps from a tower with grenades because it's a last ditch effort. And he takes out this whole little nest of gunfighters to save his friends. And that's all. Oh, that's awesome. That's Tex I've Cobb. I've never man. seen Uncommon and Valor. <laughs> I, I think it's on. It's either on Tubi or it's on HBO. It's on a streaming service right now. Um, but uh, Red Brown, you know, the original Captain America. Yeah. is in that and i want to say uh gene hackman i think is the other one they go back into vietnam to save gene hackman's son who's a pow and i love i love the movie it's we're going to cover it one day nice but i'll save it for if we cover it that's that's rex and that's my hero version of rex everything else is bad guy for him yeah Raising that was Arizona hero is like Oh God, yeah, he's perfect in that. <laughs> that's I and to me, I think that's it's why it's on the back of the VHS cover. Everyone knows that movie, yeah, and he's kind of iconic in that. Basically, it's that, but he has more guns and more henchmen in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, real quick before we get too caught up in our henchman review, which is what this episode's turned. Yeah, because now we gotta get into our our two favorite henchmen. Our, so our we two do favorite a guys. Break. Yep. Yes. And uh, let's let's hit our commercials, and we'll be right back. The Transformers will return after these messages. Just how drunk are we gonna get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy... Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. In it, haven't you? We never thought they were real. We were wrong. Good luck. On July 12th, only one species will survive. Rain of fire. Ready to be Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all, and all they ask is... Give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. All right, Nate. Now we can jump right back into our henchman review of Blind Fury. So uh, we find out Slag may not be the uh, A-team in this movie. No. 
we uh we get it we get some brothers we <laughs> do who get introduced perfectly because they finally make it to where the boy's dad should be and they get jumped by these two brothers they yep. get the upper hand on them they knock again here's the looney tunes moment with rudger hauer they crack him over the back of the head with a gun. He spins like a pirouette. Yeah, goes, he does. He's like, oh, <laughs> and falls down. I'm like, yep, that's, but it's, he's hamming it up, but I'm not mad either. I'm just like, yeah, that, that's awesome. But this is where the movie introduces us to the brothers, Tector and Lyle. Lyle. And these two oh. are amazing because they're I... two bumbling idiots. Who just? <laughs> I can't. It's, it's so hard to describe it's Tunes. them. It's just if Looney Tunes had the two henchmen who were trying to foil everything but just can't do it right. If it's Elmer, these two guys. Uh, if Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam were humans, it yes. would basically be these two. Now, uh, do you know? Did you recognize one of them, Lyle, particularly with the cowboy hat? No, I did not. Okay. He, is, his name is Nick Cassavetes. And for those that it, it fits our show perfectly, we will cover this movie one day. But he was the villain slash bully bad guy in The Wraith with Charlie Sheen. He oh, really? was He was the one that drove the Corvette that uh, was uh, stealing people's cars. You know, he's the one that killed the original character that Charlie Sheen turns into. Yeah. Uh, that is Nick Cassavetes. And I, I'm having such a hard, I loved it, but that was a badass killer, cold character in Wraith. And now I get bumbling reject that cuts his own thumb on the sword. He finds in the cane. You want to know something very bizarre about that man, Nick <laughs> Cavacetti's sure. ca- he directed the notebook. <laughs> oh, I did know that. Uh, yeah. He directed John Q and Alpha Dog, which I love Alpha Dog. He has become quite the uh, director. Our buddies over at Podcasting After Dark and $2 Late Feed did uh, the Wraith Month last year, and they went through all that, like everything Nick Cassavetti has done. Uh, he's also um, Nick Cage's brother in Face Off. The one with the shaved head. Oh, is he now? Yep, that's Nick Cassavetes as well. So, hey, we just tied it right back to John Woo. Boom. We just covered. Look at that. That's like 17 degrees from everything. That's how we do things. That's right. But no, I love these guys. They they, they make this even more of a comedy. They, they tie Rudger Hauer up and the kid in the back of a work van. And there's like a million things back there to get loose with. And they use a lighter. <laughs> that's it yeah it, it, he goes he tells the kid like you know get your arms up from under your legs i'm like okay i buy that and he goes get the lighter out of my pocket and the kid like reaches for the one pocket and he starts giggling <laughs> not that pocket i'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> like, these two are not even upset they have been captured no <laughs> at all they're not freaking out it's just like all right well this was a slight hindrance to us it's like they're trying the hardest not to bust out laughing in this movie. Is Meanwhile, you have is. like Lyle who figures out that he has a uh, sword cane and gets cut by it. 
and then throws it out the window. Yeah, it's mad, throws it out the window. (laughs) And we get really cool things like uh, Rudger Howard hears the cane sword get thrown out, and he tells the kid to start counting out loud. And immediately I'm going, yeah, they're going to get away, turn around and count backwards to go get his sword. And I'm like, that would never work whatsoever. No. (laughs) How fast were we going? One red light (laughs) would throw that all out the window. (laughs) What was that? Sherlock Holmes with, uh, uh, crap iron man i can't even think of his real name robert anymore downey jr. <laughs> robert downey jr where they like take him to that one place and he's counting and he's like oh i smelt the bakery over on this corner and i i know precisely where i am it's like well i guess the blindfold was useless then wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> completely uh, of course they get away of course they get away and of course these two henchmen have to get another vehicle so I love this whole sequence, dude. They pretend that they have been hurt for a car to stop. And an it's inch, two little old women. The car stops an inch from Cassavetti's face. <laughs> like and he's laying on the ground in an inch. <laughs> <laughs> then they carjack these two sweet little old ladies. I that mean, they stop. Run- they rough up these two old ladies. They pick oh, them yeah. up and throw them out of the car. Go but ahead, what Nate. little Nana is carrying a hand cannon and just starts <laughs> unleashing it onto her vehicle as they drive away. It wasn't quite the Joker from Batman when he pulls that long barrel out, but it was damn close. The length of barrel Nana had packed in her purse. And she <laughs> she shoots the back window out and Lyle and them are, what the hell? Yeah, and then Tector goes, well, this is why I vote for gun control. And I <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I knew that was going to pop, Nate. This is a henchman that votes for gun control. <laughs> Oh, God, dude. And, of course, this leads to a zany 80s car chase. Yep. Where now this is where we have Rucker driving. Oh, yeah. no. By all they, means, they should have been able to stop him, but they can't. The, the girl, the girlfriend is with the two knuckleheads. She's supposed to be, like, working, but not really working for them. So when they take the van over from the two knuckleheads, Rudger Hauer and the kid both jump into the passenger seat, look at each other and go, wait, which one of us is going to drive? <laughs> and the girlfriend jumps in the front seat and drives. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it all gets topsy turvy later. <laughs> now, like, this movie did not care to take no. itself seriously. No. And I love it so much for that. Because the car chase is standard 80s affair, and I loved yeah. it so much for that. Even when we get our two henchmen that flip the vehicle, oh, we it's get that, that classic. Perfect. perfect. Roll the car over as it yeah. goes off the back of a... You know, there's a ramp behind the car, and they run up it perfectly and roll that. Stunt that man has to hit just right yep. and then flip it. Dude, they uh, were flipping land yachts back in the 80s, man. Those were not sport compacts they're flipping. Yeah, they're like exactly. Cadillacs and Lincolns, <laughs> and they, they're bashing each other with a giant Ford work van. I mean, it's just amazing. They uh, We get the joke, hey, man, what are you, blind? And he turns and looks. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I am. 
<laughs> he almost hits a wall down a dead end alley and he misses by like a half an inch. I'm there for it though, man. I couldn't stop smiling and laughing watching this movie. All last I know night. is when I go to watch the original movie that's the seventeenth film in a series, it better have a blind man in like guess a rickshaw or something. I'd watch that, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean run around. Better than the Fist of Fury rickshaw guy, though. Can we do better than <laughs> that guy? I didn't understand that guy in Fist of Fury. <laughs> Chinese connection for those of you that didn't know that it was called two different movies. <laughs> We covered that. That's why I know we so did. much. I'm an expert. I know. I, I love how Nate. Nate's Nate's our martial arts guy. That's I, I. I've watched them, but it was never my dad's bag to to watch martial arts movie. Which is probably why this movie wasn't very high on my radar. I'd seen it, but not. It's very possible I watched it on television like Nate did because you know how easy this would have been to edit for TV. Oh, extremely take out, easy. Take you out the even tell words. where they would have put the commercial parts at. <laughs> yes. Like there's a movie made with commercial breaks. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's exactly like segue to here. Commercial break. We'll be right back with Blind Fury and Rudger Hauer. How's Rudger Hauer going to get out of this one this week, boys? Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Mister Television Guy. <laughs> Quick, now turn it to that other movie I was watching in between this one. Try that to flip back to and the commercials. Forth. Yeah dad trying to watch football while i'm trying to watch the saturday afternoon movie he's like no i don't even know if football was played on saturday it's probably sundays i guess i don't know i don't watch sports <laughs> i watch action movies damn it well this leads us all to the... if you've been to a vegas casino they are giant and anything else is just pales in comparison yeah this What's is a Reno clearly one look like? a Reno <laughs> casino because it's so damn small. That was very small. That should have been my clue at the point. I'm not in Vegas right now. I've that never should been. have been. I don't know. But we get he decides to just take a little gambling break. Yeah. How was he <laughs> winning so much, though, to begin with? Because he could hear what color it was going to land on. He could hear color. Yes. Is that your answer? He could hear color. I was still trying to answer like I understand how he figured out the the scheme on the last one that was the little no but he's playing that roulette table by listening for what color it's gonna fall on which like you would have had that's why I suck at roulette never played I understand paying attention to the to the colors but i'm not listening for them well it's like i guess it's like you know you can bet on color you can bet on number and i think numbers higher than color on winning yeah there's a whole you can either bet uh, on just red or bet on just black you're going to win yeah. less or if you hit the actual number of like say 18 black then like your yeah. odds of your winning is like i don't know 36 to 1 or something like that's what the payout is you freaking gambler i love roulette okay <laughs> never played but i understood the concept of what was happening in there i was just confused as roulette is a stupid man's game with adhd who goes oh let me watch the ball roll around and there's really i don't have to think i just go is it going to land on red or is it going to land on black and then eventually you get a bunch of chips and go i don't know how much money is here i've been drinking too much someone needs to pull me away <laughs> well, this is how I'll, it works i'll go to the casino with you next time we'll just play <laughs> slots but yeah, uh, there we go 
Shiny colors and loud noises. His shiny colors. So he figures out a way to uh, work his way up kind of Game of Death style to the into the, to the penthouse suite. Uh, takes out the uh, the two guards upstairs in another quite comical way. After they find that he knocked the poor waiter out and shoved him in the dining yeah, cart. Yeah, that's right. He knocked <laughs> out the waiter and stole his outfit like he's Agent 47, the hit Just man. the coat, not yeah. underneath. He's still wearing the plaid and vest under the white coat that is like a size too small. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all to lead to another henchman. To figure out where the dad is, because he's also in the penthouse, right? Was he? Yeah, he was in another room. Making drugs. Making drugs, as one does in penthouses of Reno. Reno. I am only guessing if you guys, I don't, I don't know. Don't, don't come find me. Um, he goes into this room and it reminded me of the, uh, the one guy from Mad Max Fury Road, the real fat one that's always worried about how much everything costs. So that's what I, <laughs> uh, that was the picture I got when I saw this guy. He's like the fat guy that every casino has. And, uh, Rudger Hauer talks to him. Like I need to find palmer no he's palmer his buddy this the kid's dad i was gonna say the kid's son i have no idea where am i i've been drinking um and the guy reaches for a gun he obviously everyone in reno has a gun yep (laughs) and rugger howard just swings his sword across and the guy freaks out like oh oh like holding his face like wait what happened and then there's hair laying on the desk. He shaved the dude. He cut off his eyebrows. He shaved. He perfectly knocked off the man's <laughs> eyebrows. And then there's just little blood spots above his eyes. And there's there was no two, shaving cream, you know? They were just two, so quick. <laughs> two little neat piles landed in front of his face. And we get the line everyone that I've told that we're doing this movie has repeated that Pete almost choked to death and <laughs> died in the group chat. And he, I'm like, what's wrong with you? He goes, I also do circumcisions. <laughs> I like, Jackie laughed. I'm laughing. I am enjoying this movie a lot. <laughs> oh. By myself. This was the movie I needed. Yes. If Pete would have been here with me, it would have been even you. Better. You guys could. You guys would have been like, "What did we miss? We were laughing yes, for five we minutes. We would have been having too much fun. Back it up a few the minutes. Facts, the whole time, I didn't even look at my phone because I was in I was, such awe over this movie. I was on IMDb just looking stuff up, but I'm fully aware of the movie going on. Like, I would see something happen on screen, and it was like, I was almost had IMDb timed with the trivia as the movie went on, because I'd see it, <laughs> and then I would read something and go, oh, that's what they did. Oh. <laughs> but this all leads up to he finally gets the dad, yeah, and then, of course, the son gets kidnapped, and then that's where we get to the mountains. We are in the mountains. This is the the switch. And Flip the-, the switch to James Bond all yes. of a sudden. <laughs> They're riding the little carrier cable car to the top of the mountain. Well, the dad, because he's a chemist, is just making he, Molotov cocktails nonstop. What homemade napalm? Homemade napalm, which detergent was detergent and, and gasoline. gasoline. Yeah, 
That was edited on the television version because they were worried people were going to make You don't want kids daybombs. making homemade day bomb? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to do was go to the garage and go to the laundry room. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sure there would have been some kids that ran and did that oh, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this I mean, is we, all know, that... we all know where gas cans are stored. I mean, movies have taught us that gas cans are everywhere. I keep mine by my bed. I mean, there was a commercial. There was a commercial when we were kids of the Barbie doll with the skates that would spark, and this is what would happen when she would rollerblade through a pool of gasoline, and it was just a melted Barbie. I'm like, well, yeah, because that's what we that was what we played with was gasoline as kids. (laughs) Gas was cheap back then. Got it. You could play with it. It's not cheap now. No, when it was 75 cents a gallon, you could play with it, though. Yeah, I keep it on my shelf as a collectible now. That's how expensive <laughs> it is. I did a Kickstarter. I backed it up, and now I have this nice thing of gasoline it's on my sweet. shelf. It's Got premium. special edition gas. It's premium. <laughs> <laughs> it came with a little tiny thing of jet fuel. That was the the perk I picked for oh, the gasoline. Oh, nice, nice. The gasoline Indiegogo. <laughs> now, because it's the 80s of course we end the movie at a ski resort yeah i mean of course also they went hey we haven't shot enough guns in this movie yet let's unload all of our ammunition <laughs> they put the camera on everyone's face everyone is unloading whatever weapon they had in the armory on set it didn't there was revolvers glocks machine guns shotguns i think some ak-47s in the background no one cared and this entire rail car one dude with a flare gun because he didn't know the assignment <laughs> yeah you know he said homemade napalm but it, they unload <laughs> in this cable car <laughs> and it, it's like there's no way they survived it's got more holes than my daddy's condom i didn't know daddy wore a condom <laughs> That was Lyle and the other brother. I didn't know Daddy Warwick on them. Oh, Lyle and Tector. We need a prequel with you guys doing henchman things. I agree. I need I... a TV show, a 30-minute sitcom of henchmen's are us, where it's just you guys getting into a different henchman shenanigans each week. Had Aliong not existed, they probably would have been our. Uh, oh, it would have. imagine them at the Nakatomi Plaza, <laughs> and they're both arguing about who should get like a Snickers or something like that. That would have been hilarious. But I meant for our rating system. I think I would just use these two <laughs> as our rating system if I didn't have no, Aliong. I'm just putting them in movies You're throughout just, history. Every time they're Aliong or Gerald, it was every time Aliong and Gerald were together. It's these two now. That's yes. how it works. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China, these two. Yeah, one they're of them is light and than one of ever. them is rain. They're, they're a foot taller than all their co-stars, but it works. We don't we don't question it. <laughs> Mama took us to the Sorry about that, everyone. We had to cut that. We went on a tangent about what we can and can't say. So all I'm going to say is I want these two to replace Aliong and Gerald, and it's just them being a foot taller than all their co-stars on the movies. That's it. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> Nate. I'm not taking it any further. 
you were not going to get canceled. I didn't say anything that was going to get us canceled, but you're a worry ward. <laughs> I sat here ragged on rural America for 10 minutes and you didn't say shit. <laughs> yeah, because I rag on rural America all the time. <laughs> I wasn't ragging on anyone, though. I just made a comment. We're, we are a podcast. There's nothing visual where I can explain the picture in my brain. I have to use words. Words are hard for me sometimes. I know, vacation. It's vacation. <laughs> All right. So I didn't pronounce every single syllable. You got the gist. I don't know all right. Okay. Nate had a beer before we did this, and I've been drinking as we go. And we watched <laughs> Blind Fury with Rudger Hauer. Sue us. It's fine. Oh. All right. Where are we at? We're we're in the we're in uh, Reno Alps. I don't. We know are. Where. Yeah, in the sweet Alps of Reno. <laughs> that is not Reno Vegas. It's not Words Reno Vegas. Hard. Yeah, it's fine. Well, this is where the most heartbreaking part of the movie happens. Yeah, Rudger Hauer now has captured one of our favorite henchmen. He captures Lyle. Yeah, he does. And I think he truly was going to let him live. I think he's enjoyed their shenanigans. I feel like, A, they made a mistake killing these two. But I do enjoy how they made him do it. (laughs) Yes, because Tector accidentally shoots Lyle while he is hostage. Lyle gets so mad that he got shot. That he then shoots his brother in the head. Right between the eyes. Yeah. Boom. Now, Lyle had been like, it looked like a heart shot, like a chest. Yeah, like he was mortally like it, it's, wounded. It's fatal. He dead. But they shot each other and Rudger just lets him fall and walks away. I was not prepared for those two to die. I thought for sure those were going to be the two that lived. Like they were going to blow it. up the mountain. Yeah. But somehow those two like carry each other out from the rubble. They like they dig out of the snow. Like there's just this snow bank and they dig out and they go, Man, we gotta get new jobs. You know, something like that. Yeah. Maybe we should go star in movies as henchmen. And then that's but, when we get like the steel guitar to play the outro music. <laughs> going commando. Yeah. <laughs> I should drop that music in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we get to the badass. God, that, this final scene, like the whole he, he act get is he, incredible. They turn the lights out and we get blind. This is this is what I feel like people expected the movie to be when they first rented it or went to see it. Was this fight sequence, if you just added a little bit of blood and you know, maybe a beheading. This would have been right up there with a lot of the sword. Really shocked there was not a single beheading. No, but he did like run his sword through a guy, you know, like right through the guy's chest backwards. Um, He stabbed a dude laying on the ground like you. He drives it in. And I'm like, this is brutal. No, like for what this movie has been. So he has such a badass line, too, because like when they shut the lights off, they're like, oh, I can't see anything. He's like, welcome to my world. Mm-hmm. And then just starts laying waste to him, and like one dude, he hits from the groin and just like moves upwards. Yeah, slices up. Oh, so so I awesome. Lo- I like that they did it in the dark though, because it still fits the feel of the movie that you don't watching see everything too. Like the way they did the lighting of the darkness. 
Oh yeah. You, you're not going, it's so dark. I don't know what's going on. You see everything. You just don't see the bloody deaths that yeah. would have to happen from swordplay. It's all choreographed very well. Oh, and I there love that. Isn't any moment where it's like, oh, like they would have like surround him and kicked and like all shot him or something like that. It's like no, like they even say stop shooting because the lights are out because some of them start to shoot each other by mistake. Well, they, uh, yeah, some of them die because they were all like in a circle, in a circle, and started unleashing fire. Yeah, and the one the guy that got his eyebrows cut off is like, stop it, stop it. You know, it's literally like you guys are gonna shoot my ass, knock it off. And there is confusion. There's chaos. So it's not like they know where he is. Because they're all screaming as they're getting sliced up. When he drops that line, he's like behind some dude right in his ear where he's like, welcome to my world. That's like horror movie shit right there was pretty awesome. Because for the most part, like, yes, he is a, a veteran, but he never takes anything too seriously. Even throughout the whole like cornfield thing he's just kind of having fun with these idiots well and that's where like he when popcorn dies he doesn't kill popcorn he makes the other guy shoot popcorn you know nick cassavetes he holds the sword to his mouth but doesn't like he could have easily just and the guy was gone but his brother accidentally shot him nick cassavetes shot the other guy now rugger hire kills people in this movie we'll get to that in a little bit but Again, this sequence fit the tone of the movie so well. I didn't feel like uh, I didn't feel like I was watching two different movies at all. I went, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like they're really going for it here, and it works. And then they turn it up to eleven even more because I already knew who was going to show up in a few. But had I been, you know, aware of what I was watching as a kid, I would have lost my damn mind in this upcoming scene with the 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 confrontation with the big uh reno i want to say vegas reno casino owner and he's <laughs> like i've got i know i got the kid i got the the girlfriend what are you guys gonna do and he goes oh i have someone for you to meet and Roger Howard's like well i hope they're nice you know and shokazugi freaking comes around the corner in a black suit and a katana and I'm just like, oh shit, that is the coolest freaking intro. He looks intro. so badass. He he's like, and it's like, of course, the movie we should have seen this coming up yeah. was going to be like, yeah, of course, we hired a henchman that knows how to use a sword. Yeah, well, we got the line. Get me Bruce Lee. He's dead. Get me his brother. Didn't have one, but guess who we did find? <laughs> Shokazugi. Only listed as the assassin in here. And I have, this is where I have a feeling. I really kind of think we're on to something that they may have tried it in a ninja outfit. And it just didn't work. It very well the, could have been. In the movie. Also because Shokazuki's probably like, you know how many times I've had to wear this damn ninja outfit and you never get to see my flipping face? How about I wear a black suit? You know, dressed to kill. Can literally. someone just give me a really cool suit? You can get them tailored, man. I mean, no, I mean that's what I, he was saying. He's like, I just want a really cool. Oh, suit. I thought you wanted the suit. <laughs> I, I would like a cool suit too. I guess. Yeah, I if think anyone's giving them out. Just you know, if you rock a suit though, you at least have to do Soul Patch Nate one time. Oh, geez, that means I gotta shave the beard, and I don't know if I want to do that. Well, I don't know, man. It's, it's my request. Made. Yeah, that's, that's right. True, yeah. No one get me a suit then. 
Dave's like, no suit, because no soul patch. No suit. But this fight sequence between Rutger Hauer and Shokazugi is, it's top notch, man. It's And this is where Jackie's like, why do I keep hearing the sword swish and the sword swish? And I'm like, because we're listening as Rutger Hauer. That's how he knows where Shokazugi is. Even to the point where he kind of figures out the trick. Like, how do I keep him from knowing exactly where I am? And kind of, you know, this is the first time we actually see Rutger Hauer actually have to, like, struggle i guess is the right word you know he, he's really up against someone that is his equal if not maybe better but he has the advantage of being i, I would definitely say like that, that this man is better than him um but not but, <laughs> but it, it's kind of it I, and I think the back of the cover nailed it they kind of make it out like his hearing and stuff is like superhumanish kind of like daredevil without the sonar yeah you know type of thing um and they in their sword fight they knock down like this big sun tanning lamp above a hot tub it falls into the water the water is electrified and uh rudger hauer finally you know takes a slice at uh shokazugi and he falls into the water and electrocutes himself pretty awesome kill man I mean that oh, one a fantastic kill. Electric hot tub is not the way I want to go out. No. And you know, even the hot tub they, they even play it up like the hot tub's still electrified after that scene because um he loses his sword because guess who shows back up? Slag. Slag is not done yet. Slag he says something like that butter knife is no match for a bullet. Pulls out this is the only bullshit moment I'll really call in a movie that is this silly. Slag shoots Rudger Hauer through the, you know, in his arm, but the way he's standing, that bullet would have went through his arm, into his side, and probably out the other end. Yeah, the way it looked, it even looked like it, it got him, like, right in the rib cage. Yeah, I, did, I couldn't tell if he was, like, flexing because of the bullet to the arm because he never holds his side. We're going to get into this end here in a second, too. But anyway, he does that, and the kid throws the sword to Rudger Hauer. So you're like, oh, we get this hero moment. The kid throws the sword. Rudger reaches out and misses the sword. Yeah. And it falls into the electrified pool. The look of, oh, shit, on Rudger's face when it happens. Even as a movie watcher, you're like, oh, wow, well, I actually wasn't yeah, expecting that. He dives and... He's on the side of the pool, reaches his hand out and feels a blade. And it's Shokazugi's blade that was laying on the side of the hot tub. And he whips that thing around. It was he say, he says like a line or something. He says, Unreasonable men make life so difficult. And slices across slag, and we get one of the best 80s deaths I've seen in yeah, a long time. Yeah, we do. Time. This movie could have came out in December of 89 and have been like, yep, that's how we end the 80s, baby. Exactly. And <laughs> he slices across slag. Slag falls through the window, and as he falls down the cliffside the of Swi the, the Swiss Alps of Reno. The Reno Alps to halves of his body fall off to the side he has split him through the midsection and you see these two little tiny red dots fall to the ground as he is screaming to the bottom 
Darth Maul's death could not have happened if it wasn't for <laughs> Blind Fury. That's totally Darth Maul. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. I was too busy laughing and then Slag too busy. Fell so Maul could walk or whatever you want to say. <laughs> I was so distracted by that. And then I'm so distracted about what happened next, Nate. Do you know what happens next? What happens next, Charlie? They're at a bus station. Yeah, they are. What commercial what? break? Come back. What? They're at commercial. They're now there. What happened to the the evil guy wanting all the drugs? What happened to him holding a shotgun to the kid's dad's head? What happened to when the dad got the shotgun How away did from I him? Not pick up on that last night. It, I'm yeah. staring at this. I was going, so focused on the diner scene being a cut no, scene. This one. There is zero resolution to the end of this movie. Yeah, they it literally does just cut to them being at a bus stop. They the live. They're happy. That, that, that's it. We have no idea what happened at Reno Alps. We don't know what happened at the Reno, whether that guy's going to hunt them down. Now, there was talk of a sequel, but because of how poorly this movie did. It should have gotten a sequel. It, it should have gotten got, a trilogy. It needs a sequel now. Yes. Uh, give me a sequel now. Get Rudger Howard. Rudger, Rudger Howard's not allowed. Yeah, he's uh, get, not allowed. Get me someone that looks like Rudger Howard Once again, on the phone. We can, we can at Bernie's to him. We talked, yeah, we talked about this. We can bring him back. Yeah. Get me Rugger Hauer on a computer. We're doing Blind Fury 2. Done. Easy. And his sidekick is a crocodile. It's somehow <laughs> we bring back Lyle and Tector. If we're bringing back Rugger Hauer, I think we can bring back Lyle We can bring back Tector. anyone. That's right. But, yeah, no, there's no resolution. Um, if, if anything, He leaves the th family for some reason. He could have stayed. I read real quick that I guess what their intention was is he fulfilled what he was coming out to do was basically to tell his friend that he forgives him about what happened in Vietnam because everyone thought he was dead. This is like the first time people knew Rudger Hauer was still alive, you know, Nick Palmer. And so and I kind of took it as he got kind of close to the kid and he didn't want to interfere with the bond the kid needed to reconnect with his dad and if he leaves that leaves room for the sequel there was that too but uh no you gotta I, give us the incredible hulk show ending do, 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 do. that's why this movie ends oh it does it ends with sexy saxophone and uh him walking down the highway yeah. <laughs> and skips over some rocks did you see that part i did not as he's walking, there are these three like softball-sized rocks laying on the side, and he's slowly yeah, I didn't walking. I see that because when it ended, the movie Tubi instantly wanted oh, to start Delta right. Force Two, and I was like, "Oh!" Ho, ho. <laughs> well, I would have missed that too. But anyway, I, Jackie and I were talking, and I was like, "He was still walking." She goes, "All right, it's time for bed." And I'm like, "Well, he's it's still on." Let me watch, and he does a <laughs> there little. Might be an after-credit scene where Nick Fury <laughs> comes in and recruits. You him. don't. You don't. Maybe. He could be. It would have been David Hasselhoff, Nick it, Fury. I would have been down for that, man. I would have seen too. that movie. It, it, Rugger Hauer should have been Stick, but you know, taught Electra and Wolverine and all that. Oh, yeah. I see your God, face. That's so yes. cool. But he he does a little tiny skip over <laughs> these rocks, and I was just I I lost it. I was like, "Did you see that?" She's like, "No." I was like, "It's awesome." All right. That's Blind Fury, guys. That is Blind Fury. It was a if blast. If you could follow that with us, because 
I had too much fun with this movie. That that's how the movie is. We yeah. it, it, it's absurd, and the this covering of it is absurd. It's us laughing our asses off. Me kind of getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> We love Lyle, and I can never remember the other one. Texter, hey. How can you not remember? Because that's the only person ever named Tector in all of history. I It's because it, Lyle was Nick Cassavetes, and that's why I got. I was just a, <laughs> attracted to to Lyle the entire time. But, uh, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's jump into the body count. We've, let's uh, do this. I'm enough, excited man. to hear how many people die. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. All right, man. So for the kid-friendly Blind Fury, um, the total I got is 21, but there's nice. an asterisk. So the asterisk is, that took me a while to figure out because, you know, normally I can find a good kill count video on YouTube or All Out of Bubblegum has a uh, a listing on their site. And they all said 19. Everything was 19 till I realized they were only counting Rudger Hauer's kills. So Rudger Hauer kills 19 of those 21. And they consider him as the, the reason why Lyle dies. They count Lyle, but they don't count Tector. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah, I was kind of confused on how they did their counts. But I was getting more and more pissed off that no one was counting Meg Foster in this movie because she dies. You yeah, know, she does. She, she's dead. Um, so it's 21 by my count. Uh, but Rudger Hauer is 19 of those. <laughs> That's incredible. And it really ramps up in that like darkness scene where he kills, I don't know, yeah. like, Probably 13 10, people. 10 to 13, yeah. So, decent body count for a movie that's supposed to be a comedy slash martial arts. Mr. Magoo remake. Uh, you know, kid uh, adventure romp. I don't know what to even <laughs> classify this movie as. Over the top of swords. All right. Well, that's the body count, so that means it's time for our kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. All right, Nate, it's the action show. That means you got to go first, man. So uh, I'll tell you right now, it's between two for me. I'm going to go with old popcorn, I think. Oh, wow. You went you went early in the movie. Yeah, huh? because he falls into the sword. Yeah. And his name's Popcorn. It's Popcorn. Yeah. It was fun. He's the only one I think that was even named in that group of. Uh, <laughs> yes, like, I think so. <laughs> the group of corn huskers, we'll call them. I could have gone with the cut in half. It's too obvious. You know that that's. I think this is going to be the first time. I think there's a tie, because oh. and not between me and you, but this is a, a tie in my my perception. I think Slag's death and Shokazugi's death are equal in this movie. They are. They are both well earned. Especially Kazuki's because he's not in the movie that long, but you are instantly hyped for this fight. That's my whole thing. The whole sequence of that is what puts him up there. And he gets electrocuted, which is not what you expect in a sword He doesn't get stabbed. He doesn't get defeated by the sword. Yeah. And Slags is, he has survived this whole movie up to now. He keeps getting cut every time that these two run into each other. He's clearly outmatched every time, which is what I loved. 
falls through the window with no indication that he's in two pieces until he gets like, I don't know, 50 feet down and, and his body he separates. separates. So for me, it's a tie, Shokazugi and Slag. So that's my kill of the week. <laughs> and they're within like, I don't know, five minutes of each other too. So it all works. Although maybe the 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 mogul Reno casino owner's death was so brutal that they had to cut it. They had to get like, rid of it. Like the kid's dad held the shotgun right under his head and brain matter and like brain decorated matter the ceiling. Uh, I guess the only other kill of the week I could do was that one guy's eyebrows. <laughs> the poor eyebrows. <laughs> I, the sh- the most shocking is Lyle. Is not Lyle, but uh, say his name again, Nate. I Tector. Can't, Tector. Yeah, I was not expecting him to get a bullet right between the eyes. That's the most unexpected kill in this movie, but not my kill of the week. So, all right, uh, let's rate this bad boy. Not yeah. like anyone can tell where we're going to be, but, you know, <laughs> we got to put a number to this. So here we go. All right, you're first again. All right. I'm going with, drum roll, a 9.5. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I nice. love this movie. I did not know how badly I needed this movie in my life right now. Yeah. The fact that I was laughing out loud, not like a slight chuckle by myself. I was having so much fun, even without the nostalgia because of how much I do not remember. It was right. more of just how ridiculous the movie was. It didn't care, and it made it all the better. Uh, I, I, I definitely can see that 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 rating. I really can, and I agree with you. This was almost a cold watch for the two of us, even though we both like. I know we've seen this movie. You know, I remembered things from it, but I'm also watching this going. I don't remember this. Holy shit! I don't remember any of this. You know. Oh, this will only be one I'll definitely be bringing up in conversations again. I'm so happy I bought the Blu-ray. I'm like, this is definitely one of those times where I'm like, yep, I'm glad I did that instead of watching it on TV. Oh, this will be a perfect gonna, background movie in the shop. Yeah, I'm going to watch it all time. I can't wait for Anthony to watch it. Um, I am going to go, and it's it's going to sound weird, but I have my reasons, but my score is an 8.5, and it's only because... There is no resolution to the end of <laughs> Reno Mogul. I'm pissed off that they killed Meg Foster so damn fast in this movie. <laughs> and I fell in love with these henchmen and they should have lived to the end. They should have been. It, I, it's totally shocking. They died. I, I legit yeah. thought of how much screen time they got out of nowhere. Yeah, they just appear. They just They're appear. Just, they're just They're there. They're not the bumbling henchmen throughout the whole movie. They're in it for the last third. Yeah. No, it's slag is your 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 main uh you know person that is you know in pursuit of them. Then you get these two idiots and you loving them to death. Like they overshadow slag. That's hard to do once you see who this guy is and you yeah. go, Oh, that guy. Yeah. How did these two idiots get top billing basically in my mind over him? But Eight five is still stupid high for this movie. Yeah, but I, I was not expecting it to be so high. I love this movie, man. I thought I, for sure this was gonna be a pretty average movie. 
Yeah. That just probably didn't age too well. And I was like, nope, this movie's a blast. This is exactly what I think about in the 80s. Well, Nate, as much as it pains me to do this for this movie, because we absolutely adore it, we still got to do trash opinions, man. We do. But this is landmark history here. Oh, okay. Well, let me hit the drop then. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on the head. Oh, that's gonna be a disaster. This is the first time ever in the history of ever in my lifetime have came across a movie that did not have a one star rating on IMDB. Really? Yep. Didn't even no. have a two star, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I am shook. Yeah, dude. I am shooketh. <laughs> oh, no, it does have a two star. Damn, it only has one, Still. though. Three stars? It only had three. All that tells wow. me is everyone is correct with this movie. It's amazing. Except for MJNEU59. Damn you. He says, see it for the unintended laughs. After being initiated into the way of the sword by his Viet Cong captors and taught how to quarter mangoes in or how to quarter mango mangoes in midair, Marine veteran Rutger Hauer returns home to rescue an old buddy and his son from a syndicate of gambling, drug running scum. Hauer is, by the way, totally blind. But who needs eyesight? When you have superhuman hearing and a three-foot-long razor blade, believe it or not, the film was written as an action comedy and, like any martial arts adventure, was meant to at least be partially ridiculous. But the choice of hero is ambiguous. The villains may be dumb, ugly, or sadistic, but it's the blind, benevolent Hauer who travels from Miami to Reno, leaving assorted body parts scattered in his wake while dropping pearls of wisdom such as whatever happened before is in the past. Howard eviscerates, dismembers, slices, dices, and impels every criminal he meets, at one point cutting a slobbering maniac neatly in two at the waist. And this is a role model. Kids, don't try this at home. I don't know. I think he wrote a 10-star review there i'm uh, where's the negatives in yeah he any literally of said that? no negative there everything he talked about was, was awesome like i thought you uh, to me for the first little bit sounded like you're reading another back of the vhs cover like yeah. that would be like the synopsis to this movie <laughs> i don't hear any negatives and that's a two that's a three that's a three yeah, that's a three okay but still yeah. i i don't that's i don't understand that one that was all good stuff he doesn't kill everyone. Kills a lot of people. He kills 19 not, people. <laughs> he doesn't kill the guys in the burrito bar, we we think. I we don't know. <laughs> we went to commercial. It was another. Well, if I can't count that he killed the mogul, we can't count that he killed those guys. So uh, that's, I I don't know. That's a, That also is a weird one where I can't go. Well, that's a horrible opinion. I was like, that's a great opinion. Yeah, Just, that's a fantastic I, opinion. Uh, the. This movie just doesn't get bad reviews is all we learned. He he clicked the wrong thing and he couldn't go back and fix it. He actually went, had to be like a six. Other places and all the bad reviews was that the DVD wasn't working. 
That's how I knew. I was like, yep, this is a damn good movie. I, we talked about this with the with the uh, commando where the one bad review was I the DVD was like uh, drawn on. I was like, yeah. that's not a review of the movie. <laughs> that was from your cellar in the Netherlands, I think is what I said. Yes, Please don't hate us. The, the prince Netherlands. in Netherlands. Yeah, the, the prince nether region. I don't know. <laughs> prince oh, Reno they, of the Swiss Alps of Reno. I know I've said it, man, but I needed this movie. You needed this movie. I'm so glad we covered it. I my only regret is we didn't have Pete with us. I, yeah, I that's my biggest regret with this is I if it could have worked out scheduling wise, he would have been on this episode. And it it also sucks when we say that because we know they're out there doing fantastic stuff. So please don't think that you know it's like oh we should be with us instead of doing this. No, that no, is no. way He's more important. Got way better things to do. That's right, man. And all and you know, for that, please go on Facebook, look up Nacho Street Band. They have live streams of stuff we're doing. They have the donation links on all their social medias. Every little bit helps. It all goes to a good cause. It all goes to that cause. These guys do it because they love the the uh, environment. They love contributing. And they're all having a blast. I, I, I'm i 300 miles away, but I'll still sit and watch their live streams. And they're so much fun. And then I take little screen grabs of Pete and I Photoshop him in places like I do Soul Patch Nate. <laughs> so, and I haven't done that in a while, but I think it's time to bring back me Photoshopping Pete in, yeah. in, in our movies. Um, but yeah, please go check out Nacho Street Man. Well, Nate, does that pretty much wrap up the movie for us then? It does. Do we have anything else going on this month? Please, I hope not. Yeah, I don't when think does, so either. Hold on. When does this one come out? That, that'll tell us what we should be talking about. Nope. This one comes out later. So uh, as everyone hears this, we're going to be in, we are now in August. Um, so you would have already heard our interview with Jim Ojala. So thank you for checking that out. If you haven't checked it out, please go listen to that. It's a fantastic interview. We get to talk about the movie Crabs that we covered over at Monster Movie Stompdown. Um, we also, for some reason, just decided that uh, July was our interview month with Rob Davidson with uh, Ultimate Takedown. I said that right, didn't I? That's I the right so. one. Or is it Throwdown? I think it's Takedown. I think this time I did it right. Don't make fun of me, Nate. And if it's, if it's wrong, I'll, I'll redo that. Uh, then we also got to sit down with Elsie uh, Holt and Derek Worley as they are doing their, their, their campaign should be done by the time you hear this, but you can still go support them for the new movie watchdog that is coming out. Elsie is going to be directing that movie. And <laughs> did I say it wrong? <laughs> I said it wrong again, didn't I? No, I don't watch this. Ultimate throwdown, ultimate throwdown. I will edit the shit out of that and put it right in where I need it. <laughs> Watch me, bitch. I'm I not sure re- it's going to be like, make sure us with Rob Davidson, ultimate throwdown. And now we were. Be- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly in this episode. That's what I'm doing. Cause I've already got to cut into what we talked about mid conversation and bring it back. So I don't care. This episode's gold. <laughs> I love it. The gold part you won't even let me put in. <laughs> I can't even put it in the bloopers. 
and if I put a little bit in the bloopers, if I put a beep, people are going to think I say something worse. (laughs) Very bad. Unnecessary bleeping throughout the whole podcast. I might forget to edit all of this. All right, man. I think it's time for us to end this. Uh, What the people can't hear is how many times we've stopped in the middle of recording to debate what we did longer than the actual episode. Yeah, the episode's going to be way shorter than what we recorded. That's that's rare for us. Normally, it's very light trimming in the episode. Usually, so we are very professional. We usually are. But a lot of times, you guys get to hear it. This one, there's some stuff I probably can't put in. Nate says I shouldn't, so we'll leave <laughs> yeah, it at that. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but, <laughs> so if you want to hear some more professionally run uh, podcasts, please go check out the other shows on our network. We have Monster Movie Stomp Down, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, I Know You Hear Me with Flynn Hendricks, and Tales from the Haunt with Flynn Hendricks and Just Jeff. So please go check all those guys. Uh, you guys know our social medias. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good things. Um, I guess in releasing this episode when we are, you should have seen the announcements for something cool we have planned. And possibly on another platform as well. So keep your eyes and ears peeled on all our social medias to stay updated on that. That'll be the only teaser I think we got. Yes. Uh, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night just did their five-year anniversary episode for the movie called Ape. That sounds horrendous, but the episode is not. Loved the episode. Loved having the whole crew on our Event Horizon episode. It was fantastic. We love those guys. People. They are. Please go check out their show. Congratulate them. Get on. They also have the Facebooks. Everyone's putting it out there, man. We are. We're, there's a lot of stuff that we're growing and building. We got RobCon coming up. If you want to, if you're in the Tri Cities area in Abington and you want to come say hey, we will be at the show. Uh, we'll have, we have quite a few. One guest that we can that we can talk about. Yeah, we got Jake the Snake is uh, going to be there. So, rest- well, I, there's another guest, Wolfie D from Jimmy's show from Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. He does live and in color with Wolfie D. Wolfie is coming down and he will be a guest of Give Me Back My Podcast Network. We are bringing him in for the show. Um, yeah, and go check out that. We will be sharing a lot of their updates as it comes through. I don't want to keep making this episode longer. So, Nate, you got to do the thing. Well, Charlie, what's the good word? I get the window seat. You don't need it because you're blind. Well, this is normally where we do something kind of funny or there's a blooper outtake, but uh, we got an email we have to read, and I thought this was more fitting. We just clicked it, um, and uh, we have some fan fiction for Blind Fury, Nate. Oh, nice. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Uh, Dear GMBMAHM, give me back my action and horror movies podcast. I heard that there was a sequel plan for Blind Fury, but instead, I would like to suggest a trilogy. In Blind Fury 2, Homecoming, 
Nick Ketch's word that the village in Vietnam that nursed him back to health and trained him in the art of swordplay is under attack by some evil baddies wanting to set up an opium operation or some other drug. It was always drugs in the 80s, obviously, because it was in the first one, too. That I added that part. Nick must go help out his adopted family by driving out the drug operation. Sort of a Crocodile Dundee 2 meets Predator? predator huh i like it i like where they're going wow um i that's that's awesome but it says it says trilogy oh (laughs) that's because i didn't keep scrolling finally in blind fury 3 reckoning nick has settled down in san francisco with a new wife and martial arts dojo he's living a peaceful life when things slowly start to come undone His dog is run over by a hit-and-run driver. His dojo is set on fire, and business partner is killed in the process. And finally, his wife goes missing. Who is sabotaging Nick's tranquil existence? Who would want to see Nick suffer so much? Why, it's none other than Billy Devereaux, the boy Nick left behind at the end of Blind Fury. The boy who screamed, I hate you, Uncle Nick, as Nick selfishly walked away into the sunset. Billy is all grown up and wants nothing more than to see Nick suffer for his abandonment those many years ago. What is Nick to do? Can he reason with Billy, or will he have to resort to deadly force in order to save his wife? Tune in to this and more fan fiction from the warped minds of Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. Kanpai. Pete got in the episode after all, Nate. Oh, well, I'm glad we got Pete in here. That That's insane. I need these movies He took the plot now. to the very first Incredibles movie and made it part three, but didn't call it Blind Fury, No Way Home. I was he also called getting the, some the second one homecoming. I was getting some very uh John Wick vibes in the third one too. Like yeah, I know. killed his dog. I'm glad I did Karate Kid 3. You know, but I like Silver. Silver was a good character. They've done really well with Silver with the show. They have they have brought him back well in the show. I will say that. But we're not talking about Karate we're Kid. Not this, about, is, not, that's Black this is two and the three. Blind Fury trilogy. And you know what? We're here for it. Uh, that will be after our release of Mike Brady, EPA agent. So uh, undercover EPA agent now. <laughs> undercover EPA agent. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye.